Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hi, friends. Hi. Happy May. Shoot. Yes. Had to double check me there, Tiff. I appreciate that. Yes, we're into May. We're going to think positively that things are looking up and everything is sunshine and rainbows. See, I just like the fact that Tiff's double checking immediately turned into existential crisis. (laughs) And then she realized that the board she's looking at still has the April calendar on it. No. Uh, so I updated it and it has April and part of May because I started updating it on April 14th. So I just made that my first week. So it goes through May 16th. Oh, perfect. Yeah, look at me. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, <laughs> you're going to love it when you see it. I am sure I will. All right. Before we dive on in, we have some patrons to thank. And boy, do we have some patrons to thank y'all. Ah, you guys. I love all of you, each and every one of you. Yes, it's been a little bright light in our quarantine depression. I may have squealed for joy quite a few times this past month, so much appreciated. (laughs) Well, technically, we have two months because we had put our Patreon on hold for April. So we're doing March and April shout outs. Yes. Yes. So the first we have to thank Austin W. Thank you and welcome our lovely Patroni. Welcome to the uh, Sick Twisted family. The dark side of the show, if you will. (laughs) Oh, dear goodness. Uh, Also, welcome to the dark side of the show. The man who created the dark side of the show, Large Male Tiffany. (laughs) He's just like the black hole. (laughs) Where all inappropriate jokes go to land. That was the one notification I got where my stomach dropped a little bit. I was like, oh... Can we tell them the best part about him joining Patreon is that he joined at the level where you, you can be a, quote, co-host so you can pick a topic and he wants to pick a topic for Rebecca. <laughs> I'm thrilled. You should be rightfully worried. It's That's gonna be why my stomach dropped because it took me a <laughs> second to realize who it was because it didn't say large male Tiffany joined Patreon. <laughs> And then it said co-host level, and I was like, ah, shit. Yup. But who else do we have to think? We also have Aaron M. Thank you for joining us on this crazy train. I, I, I. And next on our list is Hannah G. Welcome, Hannah. We adore you, and we're so glad you're here. We also want to thank Holly N. And you're amazing, and we love you very, very much. Up next, we have Shauna R., we, I had a major brain fart. Thank you so much for joining us. I don't know why you joined us. I just brain farted on saying something original for you. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rebecca's rebooting. And while she does that, I will thank Whitney. Oh, oh my. Welcome. We are so happy you're here. Carrie M., you are magnificent as well. And we really appreciate your Patreon donation and you as a person. And finally, we have Jake E., who's been a patron, but this past month he upped his pledge, which it still baffles me people pledge, and then it baffles me even more when they up their pledge. Right? Right. Like, we didn't lower that bar? We didn't lower (laughs) that bar with the bonus content. Cool. 
good to know. But if you would like to make us uh, squee like we did with these uh, wonderful people, visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash the ladies are strange. There's some weird content out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is the best way to describe it. <laughs> That's appropriate. All sorts of shenanigans and fun times. You should come join us. Mostly unedited, too. Yeah. Last I checked, I think we have like... 10 bonus episodes available at the $5 level and then like something close to 40 blooper clips. I don't even remember what's in the blooper clips. So like it's a jungle, y'all. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. Rebecca's throwing out all the old like 80s rock. I have mega mind in my head. Okay. I like it. I, I can dig it. <laughs> I can too, especially with that bandana on her head. She looks like an 80s rock star. I, I love need it. a haircut so bad. Anyway, <laughs> what are we learning about today? All righty. Well, let's settle on in and hear the story of William Bill Ramsey. Why does that sound familiar? It's not JonBenet's father, right? That's John no, Ramsey. That's John Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> So, Bill Ramsey was born in 1943 in the town of Southend in Essex, England. From all accounts, his early life was pretty normal. He was just your typical boy. He loved to be outside, use his imagination, refused to come in for dinner. But for the most part, he never really got into trouble. And everybody just kind of knew him as your run-of-the-mill nine-year-old boy. His afternoons were spent lost in the woods, of his, and his imagination would run wild. However, when he was nine, something terrifying happened. Oh, no. Dum, dum, dum. Don't like that. <laughs> One warm afternoon, he was playing in the garden behind his house, which can we just say how cute it is that I don't know if it's all Europe, but English people don't say yards. They all have gardens like the front garden or the back garden. Whereas in Georgia, it's like the front mud patch and the back <laughs> mud patch. <laughs> can we just ignore the fact that I always assumed everybody just had a garden back there and not that's what they <laughs> called their yard. Yeah, we could just go with that. You're so pretty. <laughs> so as he was playing in the garden behind his house, he suddenly felt an icy wind sweeping over his body. The stress of it caused him to perspire, but the chilling cold that came out of nowhere froze the sweat on his skin. He later was quoted saying, quote, have you ever walked into a meat locker right after you've been outside on a hot day? That's what this was like. That's oddly specific. Yes, it was slightly an obscure quote. Well, I'm excited that he later said this, so I know he doesn't die right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which with Ashley's episodes, I assume there's going to be a death in the first like five minutes. Oh, with Ashley's Fair. episodes, I usually assume there's multiple deaths. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> He was also overtaken by an overpowering stench that filled him with extreme nausea. He was barely able to stop himself from vomiting from the smell. Even more unusual than the physical symptoms he were the psychological manifestations that came along with this experience. While in the grip of whatever it was that was possessing him, his mind suddenly filled with the desire to run towards... I heard some that said the ocean, some that just said water... So run towards the water on all fours like an animal as fast as he could. He also kept getting repeated images of wolves. Ma'am, are you eating a Pop-Tart? No. Um, he felt in that moment something inside of him changed. He no longer felt like the carefree child that was playing in the yard moments before. His mom, hearing the commotion, 
ran out to her son. However, this only enraged him. The troubling images of the wolves vanished from his mind and they were replaced with feelings of extreme and violent rage and hatred. Much to his mother's horror, the adrenaline from the rage filled him with almost supernatural strength. He began tearing up fence posts, swinging them around. Just turning into a werewolf. No. Oh. Um, his parents tried to pry the post away from him, but were unable to get them from him without being hurt. While reluctant to leave their young son alone while suffering from this episode, his behavior soon frightened his parents enough to cause him to flee into the house. When he began to growl and snarl as he placed the metal wire of the fence in his mouth and began gnawing on it. No, I've been thinking about teeth. Don't like that. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Putting that one in my uh, little think tank for later. Cool. So eventually he did calm down and his parents, although fearful, let him back in the house. That was nice of them. (laughs) (laughs) Their nine-year-old child. Which, I mean, you know, with Dominic's little spurts of energy, I wouldn't be surprised if he just randomly started ripping things out of the ground. That's fair. (laughs) And I would just be like, ah, (sighs) CMK. Just add five years. I got this image of like bug at right now of a four-year-old age ripping a fence post house and then Hagrid being like, son, I just put that there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. Do you know how long it took me to get that straight? Yeah, he'd be like, damn it. Cut another post. (laughs) Took it out of there. You can put it back in. (laughs) Well, today's the day that we learn how to make a fence. For a garden, a.k.a. backyard. For our garden. That's what I'm going to start calling it from now on. Our back garden. So his parents tended to the bleeding wounds on his lips. And although they had no idea what possessed their son, they firmly instructed him that none of them would ever discuss it again. That's not healthy. It was the 40s. I mean, <laughs> if your kid randomly started raging and turning into um, a werewolf. Well, I was thinking more of like the angry kid from the good dinosaur. The little lost cave boy. I haven't seen that, but I was picturing Donnie from um, the thorn thornberries. Oh, yeah. From the wild thornberries. I was imagining Jack-Jack on fire. And to me, that's just all toddlers. Fair. Basically. Okay. It's about half and half. They're either on fire or they're just like these little melty puddles of goo that need you and love you and just want nothing but snuggles. One or the two. There is no in between. So for the next 15 years, the memory of what happened in the backyard gripped Ramsey. However, he grew up, got married to his wife, Nina, and they had three children. According to his family and friends, he was a wonderful father who doted on his children. He worked as a carpenter and led what most would call an entirely conventional life for numerous years. However, here comes that cold wind. Ramsey and his wife got married. He was plagued by terrifying nightmares. Some nights when he woke from those dreams, he was certain that he could hear the panting of wild animals coming from inside somewhere inside of the room. However, he would realize that the noises were coming from him. Just like that. Tiffany would be such a scary werewolf. Um, In 1967, two years after his wedding, the dream stopped and Ramsey would go on to be the caring father and family leader that his friends knew and loved. 
Another 15 years went by with no incidents. And in 1983, Ramsey went to a pub for the night with some friends. He had a few drinks when suddenly an eerily familiar feeling suddenly came (gasps) over him. I'm so excited. (laughs) He's going to eat one of his buddies, isn't he? Oh, Tiffany, I adore you. Um, as he sat on the bar stool, he suddenly was overcome with that same icy chill that overtook him many years ago. Fearing the rage that had taken over him and slowly being overtaken by nausea, he ran to the restroom. Much to his horror, when he looked in the mirror, the face that stared back was a wolf. I'm so excited. (laughs) He was able to calm down enough to convince his friends that it was time to leave the pub. Uh, wait, wait, as a wolf? No, he calmed himself down. Have you not looked into lycanthropy? You can do that. You can. It's fine. It's fine. Usa, usa. And the nose shrinks back in. The canines go back up a little bit and you're fine. You smooth the whiskers down to look like a beard. So they all piled into the car that they had ridden in. On the drive, Ramsey began to growl deep in his throat. His friends watched in terror and confusion as his hands twisted into the shape of claws. With no warning, he leapt at his fellow passengers and attempted to claw and bite at those that considered themselves his best friends. I told you he's going to eat his buddies. The driver quickly pulled over and attempted to pull Bill from the car, but his supernatural strength that he seemed to possess in his frenzy made any attempts to restrain him impossible. After a few minutes, the rage started to seize and Ramsey's friends were able to remove him from the car. He later stated that he could not remember anything that happened after they left the pub. Oh, I'm so happy. So he's still alive. He's still alive. Boom. Feeling fine. Feeling, uh, nope. I was going to say Foxy. Different type of canine. Is it a canine? I don't think so. No, it's not a canine. Yeah. I don't think so. It is? Yeah. Foxes are canines? That's what I thought. They're part of the canine uh, family. Oh. Yeah, learn something. See, and people say we're not educational. Just don't ask us about geography. Or werewolves. Oh, I want to know about werewolves. Shortly before Christmas in 1983, Bill was rushed to the hospital by his family after complaining about severe chest pains. However, it was only when he was laying on the gurney undergoing an examination that he began to recognize his symptoms and the same icy chill that had plagued him previously. A nurse who was examining his blood pressure was taken by shock when he suddenly turned to her and sunk his teeth into the flesh of her arm. D- don't do that. No, ideally that's, not. That, don't don't bite. Don't bite your nurses. No, please don't. I, <laughs> not without consent. Very valid point. Um, he jumped off the table and began running through the hospital with a hunchback, hands curled into claws, and his teeth barred as he howled and growled. Several people tried to restrain him, but were easily knocked down by his inhumane strength. Wait, wait, wait. inhumane strength? Inhuman strength? Okay. Shut up. I mean, if he's using it improperly, it would be inhumane. I mean, it's technically not not wrong. By his supernatural strength. Is that better? Yes. I'll make it sound better in post. (laughs) Several people tried to restrain him, but they were easily knocked down by his supernatural strength. Even when a police officer managed to put handcuffs on Ramsey, he continued his rampage. Eventually, with the help of several staff members, he was sedated. 
The following morning, once the tranquilizer had worn off, so did the original transformation. And a hearty breakfast, the attending doctor listened to the whole story and recommended that Bill remain under observation. However, he was a voluntary patient and was fully entitled to check himself out, which he did. Two months later, he returned to the same hospital after experiencing the icy chills that had prefaced his earlier attacks. Okay, pause for a second. He was nine, went 15 years, then 15 years, then 18 months, and then two months? Yes. That's uh, quite the evolution there. Of how quickly it's happening? Yeah. It's the stresses of, you know, being a family man and holding down a carpentry job. It was the 80s, man. It was the 80s. <laughs> Everything was cool in the 80s. What you freaking out about, man? Everything was big and neon in the 80s. I was born in the 80s. That makes a lot of sense. That's that's what I said. Big and neon. Hey. <laughs> Appropriate. By now, the story of the South End werewolf had made its way around the hospital, and the nurse on staff was understandably a bit worried of taking care of Ramsey. Her fears were justified as soon as he leapt at her in an orderly. Luckily, a group of police officers were conveniently in the hospital and they were able to restrain him. However, one officer was so badly injured during the scuffle that he remained in the hospital for four days. The officers that were able to restrain him took him to the local police station where they summoned the police surgeon. Ramsey considered the suggestion of checking himself into a mental institution but decided against it citing the stigma that he may feel in the days to follow. Since he was clearly in control and rational at the time, Ramsey was released. In 1987, the South End werewolf returned to the local police station. How many years has it been since the last check-in? Uh, that was 84, uh, 84, 85. Okay, I'm just trying to keep the timeline in my head. So we're getting to the random part of this now. Yeah, this Yes, this part is the only part that's strange. Um, in 1987, the werewolf returned to the police station. He had encountered a young prostitute and decided to haul her to the police station on a citizen's arrest. While they were driving, the terrified girl watched as he transformed and began snarling and growling at her. Oh. Once they were close, she jumped from the car and ran for the police station. An enraged Ramsey followed her. When a large officer emerged and touched Ramsey's arm in an attempt to calm him, he snapped. He tackled the man and nearly choked Ooh. him to death. He yelled, quote, the devil is in me. When the devil is in me, I am strong. I'm going to kill you. You are going to die. Oh, wow. Okay, that's now a phrase I don't want ever muttered to me. Uh, now you don't? <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. I knew that, but now I know that. Now that the phrase has actually been put together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. Um, it took six officers to restrain him so he could be sedated. This incident landed Ramsey in the hospital where for the next 10 days, countless MRIs, x-rays and psychiatric tests were done but could not determine anything wrong with Ramsey. Clearly, there was some issue that needed resolving. Since the test all came back inconclusive, Ramsey was released. I, sorry. No, I'm. I, my brain's broken. This is confusing. Because I, I, part of me was like, why are you releasing him? But another part of me is like, well, when he's not having these episodes, he's a normal person. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm just surprised that no charges were pressed, especially since he assaulted police officers. Right. But um, this probably makes it make a little more sense. Noted demonologist Ed and Lorraine oh, Warren. Okay. All right. I know where we're at now. <laughs> 
of Annabelle and Amneville fame heard about the South End werewolf while they were in the UK. They believed he may be possessed by some sort of werewolf demon and offered to help. After numerous conversations, Ramsey reluctantly agreed to travel to Connecticut with the Warrens to be treated by their specialist, Bishop Robert McKenna. His transformations had increased in frequency, duration, and intensity, so he knew something had to be done. He and his wife made the trip to the United States. Oh my god. Sorry, I just realized we're going to have werewolves and exorcisms in one story, and I am (laughs) here for it. Wait, you're here for the exorcisms? Yeah, Ed and Lorraine Warren, um... I have feelings on them. They're renowned demonologist, ma'am. Yeah. yeah, but last week, Tiffany had problems with no, flies. I mean, I don't expect there to be flies in this story. There better not be flies in this story. Just foxes. They're foxes. They're feeling foxy. Let's go. <laughs> the night before the exorcism, the South End werewolf took hold of Ramsey and he tried to strangle his wife as she slept. The first encounter that he can remember where he went after someone, or excuse me, where he went after a family member. The first 30 minutes of the exorcism were uneventful. Then Ramsey took a sudden turn and took on the characteristics of the werewolf. His hands curled into talons and he began snarling and growling at the bishop. The bishop commanded the demon to leave. For a moment, Ramsey displayed the most powerful rage he had ever displayed. Then out of nowhere, as if a switch was flipped, it stopped. And that's all. In 1992, he made his last public appearance, stating that he has had no more incidences since the exorcism. There have been no incidents recorded that match the description of his attacks in the years since then. Many believe that the South End werewolf was successfully banished by the Warren's exorcism. Uh. However, others point out that twice before there have been over decade long lulls and activities from the werewolf that raged inside Bill Ramsey. They believe that it could only be a matter of time before the monster takes hold again. Do they have any idea which demon it was? They didn't give a name. They just said a werewolf demon. I didn't watch. There's videos of the quote unquote exorcism, but I did not watch them. Oh, I watched like a 10 second clip and, um, you know, took it real seriously. Maybe we should do some stuff on Ed and Lorraine because, um, I have lots of feelings about them. Mm-hmm. And it usually depends on the day which way I swing. But for the most part, I, I have some not great things to say. But that's a lot of where I found information on this story is Ed and Lorraine cases. There's not a whole lot. Like everything that you read about them circles, read about him, excuse me, circles back to Ed and Oh, Lorraine. absolutely. Like everything. Of course, you know, they've profited off of it and he's been... The South End Werewolf has been featured in movies and other things that the Warrens have been involved in. But yeah, the last anything that they have from him was from 1992. Basically, it was like a short little interview saying he hasn't had any incidences and he praised Ed and Lorraine for clearing him of the demon that haunted him for so long. Man, a werewolf. I am here for this. I'm a little upset that there wasn't more death. Like he didn't actually really murder anyone. Yeah, there was no death. He did try to eat his buddies, which was nice. 
And he attacked a couple officers. Yeah. Wasn't here for the whole, like, chasing the lady through the streets, but the buddies. Well, he didn't chase her through the streets. He took her and the young girl in because she was walking the streets. He was trying to take her into the police station. And then something supposedly triggered him while they were driving to the station and he started to transform. Got it. Okay. But yeah, no, I'm all in all a pretty, um, pretty tame werewolf. I think he did a good job. <laughs> he struck fear without actually, you know, harming. He struck fear a, without harming. A policeman was in the hospital for four days, ma'am. But did he die? <laughs> Maybe this quarantine uh, has gotten to my brain because I am loving this. Oh, uh, that was awesome. Now I'm worried about you more than usual. About Tiffany? Yeah. It's fine. Man, I am excited to know that there's an actual werewolf out there. You just have a thing for werewolves, though. There's something about big, hairy men. Yeah. With sharp teeth. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, But yeah, so this has intrigued me. Like you said, I want to look more into some more of the Ed and Lorraine cases, maybe even just talk about them at some point. Yeah, because that would be a good, like, if you want a good, like, even couple of episodes, like a multi-parter, you could do their cases. But um, they're fascinating. Yeah, we'll go with that word. They... And I have not looked into them a whole lot. Of course, I know some of the cases that they have followed. So this is just like taken from very small clips that I watched while researching this. The way that they spoke in an interview when they were talking about this case was very similar to some of the um, cult members and leaders that I have watched, which I found very interesting. Yeah. So uh, it would be really fascinating to look into the two of them and I just even just to find out like how they got into it. Well, listeners, uh, keep an ear out. You may be hearing about them in the future. You will be hearing about them. It just depends on when or who is presenting. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> in the future, we will talk more about them, even if it's just covering another one of the cases they were involved with, because there was a lot. But yeah, I like it. Good job, ma'am. That is Bill Ramsey. And the South End Werewolf. And he's, he was born How? in 49... Three? 43. 43. Okay. In South End of Essex, England. So he could still be alive right now. There's a possibility of it. Yeah. He'd be, what, 80? Not quite 80 yet. 77? Yes, he would. Look at me with numbers and Oh my God, quarantine's messed us up. I was excited about a man, you know, attacking his besties and you're good at math. What is going on? What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) We need to end this in this quarantine before we start, you know, using things like statics. And flat earth. Well, on that (laughs) note... Alrighty. Well, remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com, or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com. Did you like listen to a previous episode and write that down because that was word for word that's not the first time i've done it mostly word for word it is i'm very proud of you that you nailed it good job 
Good job, man. I just man. took the entirety of quarantine. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Well, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show like our wonderful friends we mentioned earlier, you can find us at the Ladies of Strange. Nope. No. Well, you can find us there too. But um, <laughs> there is a link to support us on our website. But you can go to patreon.com slash the Ladies of Strange. Keep it strange, lovelies. Ow! Your turn, Rebecca. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.